he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy that you are here. Yes, so come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. So Kelly Flanagan is off the market once again. Just two months after breaking up with Peter Weber, she hard launches a new man. Two months seems kind of quick to be in a new relationship after a very long-term relationship. Do you agree or disagree? That's subjective, as Nick Vial would say. No, it I, totally I, is. I don't... Yeah. And it's a case-by-case basis, but I, yeah. it, it's giving maybe this had something to do with the breakup. I feel like, with, but with Peter, when she dated him the last time, it was like, I don't know, how many times are you going to get back together mm-hmm. and break up? It may have just been so done yeah. by that last time that it's like... It's been done for longer than what we may know. But then, like, why get to get back together that last time? I really thought they were, like, in it for the long haul with that last get back together. I know. It's one of the greatest mysteries. I know. It really is. So Kelly Flanagan posts this beautiful photo with this hot guy. They're clearly at, like, some kind of black tie event. And Kelly's mom is um, very much on board with this new guy. It almost seemed, it's giving Barb being excited about Kelly, actually. Give me a K, give me an E, an L, an L, E, Y, what do you get? Kelly! So Kelly's mom commented on the photo and wrote, great looking couple, best of the lot, guy of my dreams for my daughter, Greek, Greek, Greek. What else can I ask for? He's a dreamboat. That's my generation describing one great catch. Go get him, Kelly, we're all behind you. He's a dreamboat. Wow. They're going to go steadies at the dance. Guy of my dreams for my daughter. That's a hot take. She's like singing from the rooftops that Kelly is no longer dating Peter. Yes. This didn't just seem like all about this new guy. It's also happiness that she's no longer with the wrong guy, Mm -hmm. which I could respect. But it's very much how Barb was about Kelly when he started dating Kelly. All coming full circle moment here. Totally is. I really, I'm trying to put the timeline together because when we talked to Peter, that was literally right before he got back with Kelly, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. I would love to know from the two of them what was going on there. And I don't think Peter will ever tell us. So considering he wasn't that into like answering a lot of questions. So I think Kelly is our next go-to. We need to talk to her. Yeah, so we'll let the dust settle a little bit from this hard Mm -hmm. launch, and maybe we'll try to see if Kelly has a side to the story. Although I can understand if she maybe, like, wants to move past it. Mm -hmm. If she's happy and in a new relationship, she doesn't want to have to, like, dig up the reasons why her and Peter couldn't make it work. Totally. The comments on this post. Please start planning her big, fat Greek wedding. Is Kelly Greek? Is that... I mean... Why her Greek, mom would Greek, be so Greek excited about is why, it? I would think she's Greek, 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 because her mom's very excited that this guy's Greek. Was Peter Greek? No, he's Cuban. Oh, yes. Okay. Also, this guy is, um, his name is Ari. Dyke Jr.? No, no, it's not Ari Dyke. It's Ari Raptus. And I think he's he could be a pilot because <gasps> no. he has a private page, but his description is a airplane. Oh no, not another pilot. I just can't think that dating a pilot is that fun. I know we've been over it about the perks and stuff, but what about the not perks? I think the perks outweigh the not perks. But they're never around. That's a big not perk. I don't know if it would be worth all the free flights and free peanuts and pretzels. That's, I don't know. Just go to Costco, get yourself a nice big jug of pretzels. All right, well, moving on, the end of an era 
Caitlin Bristow has announced that she's ending her scrunchie business, which was called Do Edit. Never been a fan of that name. Doesn't really roll off the tongue. Does Do Edit mean something? Like, why was it called Do Edit? I remember her saying, like, she didn't really know, but, like, Do was, like, how it's, like, an updo, like, a hairdo. Oh, and that then makes edit. sense. It's the edit that's the weird part. Like, if they were, like, Do Scrunchies, I kind of get it. Yeah. So she made an announcement on Instagram. She said, you see, my ultimate commitment has always been to pursue endeavors that fulfill me and most importantly, bring value to my amazing vinos and scrunchie gang. As much as it pains me to say it, continuing to produce scrunchies just doesn't align with my vision anymore. We've covered the entire color spectrum and I want to ensure that we're not just adding more of the same, but truly bringing value to your lives and our environment. That part stuck out to me because like, I feel like Kylie Jenner should maybe take a page out of Caitlyn's book because if you were just releasing the same color scrunchie yeah. over and over again, but packaging them in different ways. Like, Well, but doesn't every company kind of like do that? Like if you're selling anything, you're more or less selling the same thing for years. Well, what I wonder is like, why can't they just sell what they have? Like they're always having to come out. Like Kylie literally, I don't know if she's still doing it, but originally the first few years, mm-hmm. she was releasing like five to six drops of makeup packages yeah. a year. And people have commented that whenever she does lipstick specifically, there's only so many shades of like pinks and reds that you can do Mm -hmm. that a lot of it is now just repackaged and resold. But like, why can't you just go back to selling like candy K and like the originals? Everybody already has them. So you have to keep making new stuff so that people keep buying. Otherwise, when everyone in the world has a Kylie lip kit, then she's out of business. I don't know. I think of like Revlon or like brands that are at CVS, Mm -hmm. they don't have to constantly release a new mascara. They just sell the normal mascara. Yeah. The normal mascara. And I'm just confused why you always have to come out with something new. And I think Caitlin's proving this. She could have continued to do this and just done like a Christmas package. Mm -hmm. And it's like reds and greens. And she could have easily just continued. But she does say that um, she may return in the future. She doesn't want to close the door. But she's like ready to walk away for now. I think that's fair. If she's not feeling creatively inspired for her next scrunchie package, then might as well put it on the back burner. I will say, did you ever buy any of the scrunchies? No. I know H. Fots did, though. Macy. She owns some do-edit scrunchies. Well, Macy, report back on the quality. I think my friend Erin bought some, too. I think they were really good. Well, they better be good. I was about to say they were expensive. Like, 20 bucks for a scrunchie. That's kind of a lot. But you're investing in that but I lose scrunchies. I would like, be so mad if I paid twenty dollars for a scrunchie and then I lost it. Like this, yeah. I don't even know where this came from. For everyone who mm-hmm. can't see, I'm holding a scrunchie. That Not doesn't look a do like a edit scrunchie. scrunchie. <laughs> no, this is some CVS something. Okay, moving on. So Chris Harrison dropped another pod, and this one focused on like villains, and he okay. had Courtney Robertson on. So I was listening to it, and he revealed something kind of crazy about her Women Tell All episode, which is like iconic if you guys haven't seen it go watch it on youtube but basically he was so sick during courtney's hot seat that like he wasn't even listening to what she was saying and he felt like he was going to pass out the whole time so this is what chris said i don't even remember and i hate to admit this i don't even remember what i was asking because i wasn't even listening if a producer wasn't in my ear at that moment Mm. when you stop talking somebody would say something and i would ask that question I wasn't even in the building. I had no, and I felt horrible. I felt so guilty because I really liked you. I understood why there was this um, kind of villain moniker 
But I also understood that there was this other side to you and that you were this really sweet woman and maybe misunderstood a little bit. And so I was like, well, I'm going to try and bring this out kind of like I did with Michelle Money. And I just Mm -hmm. wasn't there for you. I felt like I abandoned you. (laughs) You know, I'll I'll have something in mind, but then usually the question, you know, we go off on a tangent somewhere else because that's where the interview takes you. And you could have said the sky is blue. And my next question could have been, what color do you think the sky is? So this is after he had Courtney Robertson on and then he brought her back for this apology or I'm confused. What? No, he's talking about when she was on after the final, uh, when she was on the women tell all on the show. Oh, I thought you were saying he had, did he have her on his <laughs> podcast? He did, right? No. Yeah, but that's not what he was. He was oh, oh, I no, thought he had not- her on his podcast and then a separate time was like, <laughs> yeah, that last time you were on the podcast, I was sick, girl. I didn't was not knowing what I was saying. No, no. So Courtney went on the Women Tell All during mm-hmm. Ben Flanick's season, and she was the winner. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that at the time, but she was in the final two. And usually that the winner or the final two wouldn't be at the Women Tell All, but she was like the entire season mm-hmm. that they basically made her go. And Chris said he felt really bad because it is like the girls go absolutely off after her like ripping her to shreds and chris is like literally just not even paying attention because he's so sick and courtney says that like she gets on stage and it wasn't live at the time but like they talk for like a few minutes and then a producer just comes up and he's like chris needs to go lay down and he goes in his trailer to lay down and she's like i thought he didn't like me like i didn't know like this was such a big deal that i was coming to the women tell all and i really just wanted someone to like be on my side and then like during their break chris goes in his trailer and lays down and he says too he goes on to say in this episode that like they're like filming and he's looking around and he's like if i have to pass out can i just like fall over to the side like crazy i guess yeah when you're chris harrison you can't take a sick day if this is the day that they're deciding to film the women tell all and you're like right hey have a sick day can we film it tomorrow they're gonna be like no There's too much money at stake and too many other people's schedules. So yikes. Maybe he doesn't have the easiest job in the world because I used to think he did have the easiest job in the world, but I know that seems hard. But not if you have to, if you have the flu and you're looking to pass out and they're like, deal with it. That is the fucking worst. If I had the flu and I felt like that, I, and then like you have to put on a suit, lights are Mm -hmm. on you, you have to be on. He's like, I literally wasn't listening to what you were saying. That would stress me the fuck out. Luckily though- it was edited. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can't tell that Chris wasn't paying attention to her. No. So. Wow. I wonder lucky. if, yeah, I wonder if, so Courtney thought it was just all personal towards her, but he was just like, yeah. oh, interesting. All right. Moving on. So as you guys know, Monday is Charity's premiere and I am so excited. I feel like this off season has been forever. Yes. And I feel like sometimes within the off season, I feel like we get at least like residual drama from the past season and I don't really feel like we had that since Zach and Katie have just been kind of like going strong and living their lives. Yeah. So I've felt in a particularly dull place. I feel that in, I'm in that place as well. Mm-hmm. Move over. Okay. Um, and also like Katie and Gabby have become like best friends. Yeah. There's, and yeah, you're right. There's really no real drama that has stemmed from last season. And I would, I will say that last season overall didn't really deliver in the drama department. Yes, exactly. So I'm really, I have high hopes for charity season. I feel like we're going to get back to that place. I know you've said this before that like Wheel of Fortune's on, you get your Mm -hmm. wine and you hang out. I can't wait for this moment. Although I'm not happy that we're going to have to fucking watch from nine to 11 and then recap at 11. 
Like, are you kidding? Yes. And it's times like these where I'm just like, guys, this show does not need to be two hours. Can can we take a page out of good old Bravo's book? I think the Scandaval mm-hmm. reunion episodes was very nice. A tight 60 minutes, if you will. Yeah. So we do have high hopes. Very excited to see that unfold. But we know that a lot more happens behind the scenes of night one that meets the eye or the screen, Mm -hmm. if you will. So we put together an entire Patreon episode all about Night One Secrets, shit that's happening behind the scenes that you don't know about. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking crazy. When you really look into, like, what's happening behind the scenes of Night One, it's wild. So we have a clip here, and it's actually about how the contestants are not actually able to go up to the lead whenever they want. It's not a free-for-all. So here is what we've got. So producers control who gets time with the lead and for how long. So the whole she interrupted four times thing from Colton season. Remember that girl? I forget her name, but she had the dog. She interrupted four times. Like, total bullshit. The only way someone can interrupt is if a producer allowed it. And this will also go for not getting time. So if a producer sees you stressing out over not getting time, chances are they're going to push it as far as possible to see how much they can get you to crack. I I have a clip, another clip from Jillian, who said producers will go as far as actually watching you on monitors to make sure you don't go up to the lead by yourself. They will watch all the girls and they have monitors. All the producers wear monitors. So they will let the other ones know, hey, Jillian's walking to the rose room. Jillian's entered the blue room. Jillian's in the kitchen. And if you are trying to approach a bachelor by yourself or by your with your friends and it has not been directed by the producers, a producer will meet you wherever you are because they know where you are at all times. They're monitoring you and they will stop you. So you have to wait your turn. If you get a turn, uh, maybe you get two turns, maybe you get three turns. It, it all depends how things flow, but you absolutely do not have the freedom to just walk up to him. Yeah, so if you want to hear all about Night One Secrets, you can go to patreon.com slash she's all batch. That episode is live right now. And you also will have access to all of our other amazing episodes, like the Fantasy Suite Confessions, the casting episode. What else? What's your favorite Patreon episode? My favorite Patreon episode, I think, was Scandaval 101 because... Mm. That was a lot of fun for me to explain that all to you because this was after months of me being like, Stephanie, you need to watch it. And then I feel like I finally convinced you in that episode when I laid it all out for you to watch Vanderpump Rules. So if you guys have been questioning what is going on, why is everyone talking about Scandaval? What is the Scandaval, you might ask? This is the episode for you. It's so fun. We break down everything, all the drama that was going on with Vanderpump Rules. And then we have a recap of the reunions. Yes. We also have an, uh, a recent episode of Almost Bachelorettes, also in tune with charity season. So contestants that were maybe promised the role and then was ripped out from under them right before. All different stories. There's like We go into like 10 to 12 contestants who were supposed to or had the talk with producers. And everyone has a different story. Really crazy and really interesting. So definitely check all of that out on patreon.com slash she's all batch. 
Okay, so you guys know we have been on a skincare journey these past few months. I need to tell you guys about my new favorite product because I feel like we've been kind of going through a lot and testing different things, Oak Essentials. Oak Essentials is a line full of luxurious products that really work, guys, especially if you're trying to achieve that natural, no makeup look. You gotta have that natural glow. Yeah, so if you go to oakessentials.com, you could check out their moisture-rich balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. As you guys know, as you age, your body produces less collagen every year. So that is key to keeping your skin plump and youthful. So Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients to create products that derive results. Yes, that's what we want. Oak Essentials aims to unlock a healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients to give you a luxe, dewy glow. They also have their Dew Body Oil and their Hydra Eye Balm. Like, hello, yes, sign me up. Oak Essential is the go-to skincare brand for radiant and glowing skin. Our followers will get 15% off your first order when you use code She's All Batch at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com with promo code She's All Batch. Whether you're starting from scratch or filling in the gaps, Oak Essential gives you one last thing to worry about. Treat yourself, guys, because you deserve it. All right, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild, and we read about those stories on air. And I'm going to go ahead and say it is a good time, so I'm not even going to ask you what you think. Oh, thank you for not asking me because I was actually reading something <laughs> on my phone and not paying attention oh, to when you said that. So thanks for filling in the blanks because you, you know what? I agree. It is a good time. Okay, great. I'm, I'm glad you support that. Actually, um, someone sent Jackie a Bachelor Encounter. Do you want to take the floor first? Sure. So this is a Bachelor Encounter from an anonymous person at the Beverly Hills Hotel in LA. They said... Colton Underwood is at the pool with his daddy husband in quotes. When are we doing the yacht? Cause I have to be in Montana that week. Cause I'm producing a film. That's what Colton said to say daddy husband. And they requested to be anonymous. So this is a mysterious person who may or may but not. It's obvious. It's someone that knows Jackie. <laughs> Beverly Hills hotel. And that's all I will say about this information. Wait, but so Colton's producing a film. Yeah. T and in Montana. And it's conflicting with his yacht plans. So, I mean, give me a line that I would never say in my life. When are we going on the yacht? Because I'm producing a film. Like, geez, what a life. Crazy. Also crazy that this person mm -hmm. was close enough to hear and obtain actual, like, a soundbite for us. Yes. Well, not like an actual soundbite, but like um, a written soundbite. Yeah, no, th they were close enough, I guess, to the action over there. But I guess you heard it here first. If Colton does come out with a film in like a year yeah, or two, yes. it was conflicting with his yacht plans and it was very difficult to get made. This reminds me of like, I love when people overhear things because like it's out of context and you don't really know what they're actually saying. Wasn't there one where like, it was a Peter or someone that was walking down the street on the phone and saying like, what about the tortellini? Yes. And we had so many <laughs> questions about the tortellini. That was either a Bachelor Encounter on the show or we actually on our Patreon, we have a Bachelor Encounter episode mm -hmm. where it's like a bunch of Bachelor Encounters in one episode. I'm not sure which it's from, but he's walking down the street and he's like, what about, or no, no, get the tortellini. Yes. That's what someone claims that they heard he said, but we have no clue what the context uh, was. Well, clearly he was making tortellini. And like, what if Colton actually, instead of yacht, he said like robot or something when else? When are we doing you know? the robot? <laughs> because it conflicts <laughs> with my movie. If you're on a yacht, 
which I've never been on. There might be robots. I wouldn't know because I've never been. Okay, this next one, someone writes, I have a quasi bachelor in the wild story. Sorry, I know you hate it when people downplay their experience before they tell their story. Yes, you are right. So why did you? Okay, (laughs) so I've been single for three years after a nine-year relationship ended the day everything shut down for COVID out of nowhere. Oh my God, first of all, that's brutal. Yeah, wait, sorry. What did they just say? Single for three years since... She's been single... Okay, she's been single for three years after a nine-year relationship ended the day everything shut down for COVID. What a horrible day to go through a breakup on top of everything else. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Okay. I thought you were going to say what it's bad to be single for three years since COVID. And I was like, oh, no. I've been single (laughs) for three years since COVID. No, I I just think that's a horrible... Whatever. That's a a horrible situation. A lot of bad things going on. Yeah. Okay. Um, And she said, I have signed up for and deleted dating apps a few times. No shame. We've all been there. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I signed up for Bumble. And all of a sudden, Brandon (gasps) popped up on my screen. Except it wasn't his profile. It was someone else's profile with a picture of him and Brandon at a Padres game. I don't know what Padres is. I want to say baseball, but I would not be a betting woman on that. I'm a big Padres fan. Same. Should we find out? Wait, I actually, it's funny. A listener DM'd me. I went to the Yankees game like last weekend or whatever. And they're like, oh my God, not you doing something sporty. I was like, I did not watch this game. I just drank the alcohol and ate the food. But yeah, I'm going to give them a shout out. Whoever messaged me. Okay. Oh, oh, so it is. uh, Yes, it is baseball. It is the San Diego Padres. Woohoo. They look like a really great team. They really have their shit together. Totally. So she's looking at this dating profile. It's not Brandon's profile, but it's someone else. But they have Brandon in the main picture at a Padres game. What a flex to use that as your main pick on your dating profile. I wish I remembered some of the info, but I already deleted the app and didn't match with him. Just thought that was funny. Love you guys. That is funny. And like, I wonder if that person is strategically putting Brandon to attract women who watch The Bachelor. But then they're like disappointed. Yeah, maybe he just actually is friends with him. There is that. Also, I want to shout out the person who messaged me saying, you did a sports thing? I was at the game last night, too. Oh, they were at the game last night, too. That was Nicole. Thanks for girl from WBF. Oh, girl from the Bronx. Duh, because she was at the Yankees game. That would all make sense. This all tracks, people. Shout out, Nicole. Oh, it's like a listener that said that to you? Yeah. And she was like, oh, oh that's she, funny. I guess she was at the game, too. And and I said, LOL, but if by sports thing you mean I got drunk and ate popcorn, yes, I did do a sports thing. That's like what you're supposed to do at those things, especially if it's a Padres game. Especially if it's a Padres game, yes. Well, I hope this person that wrote into this account encounter is doing better since her split during COVID. And if she deleted the dating app, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe mm-hmm. she found someone. Yeah, or just gave up. I mean, I delete those all the time and just give up. So report back if it was a positive story. All right. Well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story, guys, DM me at She's All Batch. I want to hear about your story and we want to unpack it on the show. So go ahead, DM me. Even if it's a friend that ran into Tyler Cameron and he was like licking an ice cream cone. I want to know the flavor. Mm -hmm. So DM me and tell me. Totally. We are so excited to tell you guys about Lumi Whole Body Deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. So it is summer. It is hot. Jackie's roaming around the city. I'm roaming around Long Island. And you're going to smell when you're out and about if you don't have the right deodorant. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who developed a uniquely formulated pH balanced deodorant. You don't see that every day. It's aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. And it's clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone, 
12 hours after a shower, the average person has an odor level of six out of 10. And with Lumi, the average odor level is zero out of 10. Okay, that's crazy. What about bath? Because <laughs> I was about to say, so like you have the shower level. I think bath would probably be like a three out of 10. I don't think you get that cleans and baths. We talked about this last episode. We've talked about this already. But I, if you have Lumi, you are good to go. Mm-hmm. We've told you guys how much we like their scents. I'm obsessed with the toasted coconut one, especially for summer. It gives summer vibes. I literally want to eat it, but I won't because that's not safe. Better yet, maybe I'll mix it with ice and rum and sit on a beach somewhere drinking it. That's Just what kidding, I want I to do. I literally <laughs> want to make Lumi toasted coconut flavored pina coladas. Branded by Lumi, reach out to us about this because it smells so good. We're always thinking of good business ideas for mm-hmm. other businesses. But Lumi, I you should front, <laughs> branch you should out into that. beverages, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, guys. So if you guys want to check them out, I think Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers because it comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice. Like they have little mini body washes and deodorant wipes, and you get free shipping. So truly an amazing deal right there if you want to test out their products. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers will get $5 off a Lumi starter pack when you use code She's All Batch at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. And that equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code She's All Batch. So start smelling better today. All right, guys, we have Lexi Buchanan here. You know her from Peter's season of The Bachelor. Lexi, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Of course. Happy to be here. So let's go back to the beginning. How did you get on the show? So um, I actually got a voicemail. I was at work one day and I had a voicemail from a casting person. I definitely thought it was fake or like, you know, spam. Um, But I actually called back and was told that someone, um, you know, like nominated me or something like that. I never figured out who it was. And I don't actually think anyone did. I think it's like a way for them to get you to respond to like an initial, um, like reach out. But regardless, I did have, um, a girlfriend in New York who she went to college with a few people who ended up being producers. And, um, I thought maybe there could be a connection that way, but, um, I'd always watch the show. So when someone reached out, I kind of just jumped at it. Like, why not? And never thought I would actually be cast. So I just kind of kept going through the motions and, and then it like happened. So when did you find out it was Peter? Because there were a few other guys up around that time. Yeah. Um, I found out the same time everyone else did whenever they announced it, um, live, but you were already locked in. Right. Yeah. So we, we did not, I think like we had, I kind of had an inkling that it was going to be him and that's who I wanted it to be. So, um, I maybe just like wishful thinking or like, I just kind of like went with it, but, um, Mm. the, during the casting process, um, one of the doctors kind of gave it away and I don't think she realized Um, what'd you say. She was just like, yeah, the bachelor Peter is going to be like, yeah, she had done his testing too and spoke about him. Like he was the bachelor. So I kind of took that as like maybe a slip of the tongue, but regardless. um, Yeah. We, we were as in the dark as everyone else until you kind of step out the limo. It's kind of crazy to like uproot your whole life when you don't even know who the guy is. That right, it's, it's, I would call that crazy, but um, it, it worked out. Like I was in a place in my life where 
I was able to say yes to it. Yeah. Um, I got someone to sublet my room. I was living in New York city at the time. So I made sure I had that, you know, figured out. And, Mm -hmm. um, my job that I was working at at the time, they let me take a leave of absence. And that ended up being the main reason I was able to say yes. Cause I knew I had my job to come back to. Right. Um, and I just had such good support from my friends and my family who were all telling me, do it like you're, yeah. you're going to do great. And it definitely was more than I expected. Like it was very intimidating when you're in your own world and you don't know who all the other girls are. It's easy to just stay in your own lane and focus on like all the excitement and possibilities. And then once you kind of just get thrown into the house with all the girls, you you start to look around and like compare yourself. So it's tough mm-hmm. to stay like as, as confident as, you know, as you start throughout, but. but yeah. Did you ever feel like you had a real connection with Peter or that you, he was giving you a real chance? I think, yeah, I, I he definitely gave everyone a fair shot. Um, I don't know in hindsight if it was really a connection or if I just wanted it to be. Um, mm-hmm. cause I definitely wanted that. And I feel like I was kind of trying to force that, but him and I just did not have chemistry. We were great mm-hmm. as friends, like wish him the best. I think he's a great person, but as far as like attraction, I think we both knew like we like each other, but there was no instant. I, I definitely saw him have instant connections with other girls. And I was very, I think I was very aware of other people's relationships. Maybe that was one of my downfalls yeah. too. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, he really likes, you know, Kelly and he really likes Maddie. And I, I loved Kelly and Maddie. So I'm like, right. good for you guys. Like you guys like each other. That's awesome. Yeah. There was actually one day I was really good friends with Sydney in the house. And um, she was like, God, I miss my boyfriend. And I was like, who's your boyfriend? And she was like, Peter. And I was like, oh yeah. I oh yeah. The guy we're all dating. Right. So I think sometimes I, I was not a competitor. I wasn't in that competitive mindset. Um, mm-hmm. I was more there for love or there for the experience type of thing. Yeah. So this is a question that we've never asked anyone and we've interviewed a ton of people, but very curious. When do you take the ABC headshots from the time you get on as like part of a cast? And uh-huh. what is the process? Do they give you hair and makeup? I, I don't think they give you clothes because I feel like the no. girls are wearing their real clothes. Um. They do not give you clothes. You have to wear your own clothes. And I, I like picked the cutest dress I thought that I owned. And then I got completely dragged for the dress that I wore. Um, Really? I don't know. Like, I'm not a very preppy person. I'm kind of just my style's all over the place, but I Mm -hmm. wore a very preppy, like blue mini dress with flowers and just everyone hated it. Like, I know, but whatever. Um, What did they say to you? Just like, I I mean, clearly it's stuff that I remember and no one else would, but just, you know how like the, all the articles come out about all the cast and the girls and like, you kind of pre-predict their personalities. Yeah. It was an, I think it was, it was like a, um, some random article and it just like kind of was saying I was like a prep preppy girl from New York and that's just so who not, not who I am. So yeah. Based on um, one photo. Yeah. From one photo, but. Uh, no, the, the pictures happen like the week before. So that first week when we're all there, um, and you're quarantined and kind of off on your own, that's when you do all that prep stuff and all of your pre-interviews and stuff like that. Okay. Do they give you hair and makeup? Uh, no, you do your own. That's a little wild. I think for it to be like the 
ABC's like official photos and they don't yeah. even hire a makeup artist. That's a little weird to me. You get makeup for night one and, yes. and that's, that is it. Right. So I've heard. And if you end the, um, the finale, for right, the, right, right. I want a lucky, know. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. So you were in the house when mm -hmm. Hannah Brown, when the whole Hannah Brown finasco happened, yes. how did the girls react behind the scenes while it was happening? Um, not as it wasn't as big of a reaction at first. I think, I think they wanted us to really, um, panic about whether she was coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was kind of like, well, she can't do dancing with the stars and do this. So you used you logic, know. which right. I don't want you like, to do. Guys, relax. No, but, um, it was a little, like, it was a little worrisome, especially because you realize they have, they had a very strong connection on their season. And you do know, like when you're going into this, you have no, you have no like preconceived notion of what's going to happen really. But you do know you're supposed to kind of be on edge. Like that's just like a, a feeling whether you want it to be there or not. So throwing that curveball night one definitely um, kind of like shook a few girls up. But personally, I knew that there was no way she was going to be joining us. Okay. I wasn't expecting her to pop back up randomly throughout the season. I think that mm -hmm. was a surprise. But um, yeah. Well, yeah, like when she, when she came back to that group date and then Peter and her had that like mm -hmm. 30 minute cry sob fest about how much yeah. they missed each other. That was some of the best TV I've ever seen in my entire life. Right. I can only imagine how it was because you were part of the cast at that point. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you were friends with other girls who were dating him at that point. <laughs> how was that? Cause he's like asking her to come back and basically saying that he's still, still in love with her. Yeah. Well, so I actually wasn't on that date, but I remember everyone coming back and being just like devastated by what happened. But really none of us knew about that conversation that they had until mm -hmm. the show aired. Cause we didn't see, right. We, I don't think in, in hindsight, we realized how intense that was, but that was never really described by Peter. What, well, of like, course, but, right. but you're watching it though. Yeah. Is there a group text going like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. Okay. I, I think more, more just like the audacity, you know, right. but, um, yeah. but at that point, whenever you're watching it live, you're, you're seeing so many things you had no clue that were going on. It was kind of just like, it reinforced the, um, like my opinion that there were only a few people he was really interested in and she actually was one of them you know and she wasn't even a part of our our season so and then like hannah ann brings it up during the end with their not their breakup but their yeah. um after the final rose and she was yeah. like there were three girls involved in our like what was i guess the consensus of the girls like at the by the finale were the mm -hmm. girls that were in the house like screw peter or were there people i don't know siding with him yeah i I think it, I will say he definitely got some, you know, he had some criticism for how he handled it. I think he could have just done a better job accepting how he felt and kind of following through with that mm -hmm. instead of making everyone happy. Um, sure. And kind of trying to keep, but yeah, um, I, I have no clue what it's like to be the lead. I knew it was really hard being a contestant and just focusing on him. So I really can't imagine what it was like from his end, but yeah, there was, 
it's been years now. I think everyone's kind of forgiven and forgotten, but right. right after there were some hard feelings of kind of like, you could have been more direct or upfront um, and just kind of maybe led the the show a little bit more truthful in a way. Sure. Because like, no one's knocking you for still having feelings for no. Hannah Brown, like that you're a human, and, but perhaps resolve them before coming on the show. Right. And I don't know, like he obviously agreed to be the bachelor signed a contract, mm-hmm. but then admits on the show, I'm still in love with this girl that I was dating previously. Exactly. And it's not even like you could say it was like right before you started, like that was the first group date. So right. he already had met all the women. He already gave Hannah Ann the first, uh, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. First impression rose. Impression rose. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It is. I mean, I, I think that was my my one thing with him. He was a little bit of a producer puppet and did whatever they wanted him to do. And if you're really about to marry someone at the end of this, you need to be choosing on your own at the end of the day. And that was kind of a, a common theme with us. We'd end up talking about, we actually had a whole conversation about Hannah Brown and whether or not she was he was over her. He said that he was. And then we would talk about we caught ourselves talking about his other relationships more than our own. You and, and him individually, yeah. just the two of you. Yeah. yeah. Like whenever we'd be on our own, we'd end up talking about all the other things he had going on and very, it started to, you know, we were like, okay, like I'm, I'm not a therapist. I am actually kind of, <laughs> yeah. So, like, are, are we getting in, are we doing this or? Yeah. Well, when you asked him if he was over Hannah Brown, what did he say to you? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. You know, definitely. I'm here for you guys. So then you watch on TV that he's <laughs> and you're like, huh? Oh, interesting. interesting. I mean, feelings are, you know, you, your heart wants what it wants, but mm-hmm. you're, you can also tell people what you want and for sure. And like, what is he, I guess, what is he going to say? <laughs> no, <laughs> right. I'm not actually. No, I actually. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, when you're in, you're in the lead position, I think maybe he wanted to feel that way and he wanted to believe himself. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But yeah, that, that group date was definitely a little sketchy. So you're saying that it was a difficult process for you. You mm-hmm. didn't get a one-on-one date. You did get mm-hmm. group dates though. How much time is a contestant getting on group dates? And do you think that um, maybe front runners get a little more special treatment on group dates? Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. I think it's you get as much time as you make for yourself. Um, like there, I did not fault girls who put themselves out there and really like gave themselves time, but there are definitely, um, you know, help there's help from producers for the front runners on dates and, you know, kind of pulling them aside to let them chat or little, little things here and there that I was definitely very aware of. And, um, I didn't put myself out there like I should have, like in hindsight, I could have made more time for myself and gotten into the drama a little more and like made a comment here and there when, when it was necessary, but I didn't really, I didn't do that. I wanted to stay out of it. And um, that's not the way to get time. Let's just say that. So when you're, wait, you're saying you could have gotten yourself in more drama because that Mm -hmm. would have appeased the producers and then the producers would reward you with Peter time is what you're saying. Uh, I mean, not even the producers, it's more like, I mean, yes, the producers, but also if you're in the drama, you are going to get more airtime. So there are girls that play to that and you can just tell, especially when you're in the house. There was a few 
you know, random scenarios. I can't really like think of exact ones, but times where I kind of felt like I could be really getting myself into this. Clearly there's a conflict going on Mm -hmm. and I could be diving into it. And I just, I was not interested in that. Right. Okay. So that's air time. Mm -hmm. What about actual time, like time with Peter? Time with him? Like how much are you, like, what are we talking? Like minutes? Uh, I would say like my five weeks that I was there, we were probably together, like alone for 45 minutes. Oh, okay. I was thinking 15 in my head. So that's more than what I thought. A little more. Like we had, I, I definitely felt like I got the time to get to know him, but we weren't like, we, we just were not really clicking and he was not making extra time for me. Like, Mm -hmm. like pulling, you know, little comments to the side or whatever it was, but I, I really just, I loved the girls. Like Mm -hmm. I really loved the girls and it was hard for me to date someone who my friends were liking. It was a really weird situation to be in. Yeah. Who are you still friends with today? Um, I'm friends with Natasha. She's probably my best friend from the show that I've left with and she'll be a lifelong friend. Like we, we talk for hours and we get on the phone. I'm still friends with Victoria Fuller, Victoria Paul, Sydney, Sydney Warner now. Um, Mm. but like the same girls that I was friends with in the house, we're, we're still in touch, but I would say I'm the closest with Natasha. And we love Natasha. We've never had her on. So definitely put in a good word for us. But Natasha famously left uh, clickbait. Yes. Do you know why? Do I know why? I mean, she, she's just on to, she's so busy. Like for her, there's only more and more opportunity because she's incredible and she makes that for herself. But um, it's definitely, it was just a, I personally think because she has so much going on. Okay. Um, but she, she talks about it a lot and I know she loved doing it. I mean, she's so, you could talk to her for hours and hours. So a podcast is like made for her. I could see her doing her own podcast one day. I could too. I would love to listen to one from her. Um, okay. So (laughs) Peter's season is the season with the craziest after the final rose, as we touched on a little bit, do you remember watching it live? And what was your reaction to the whole Barb Maddie, Peter, Kelly in the audience. Like there, that is the most memorable after the final rose ever. And being yeah. a contestant as, as part of the cast, like how was it watching that unfold? Um, I mean, by that, so at that point, I, because I left about halfway through, I really didn't know how the season ended. They okay. kept that so closely under wraps. So I really was watching it like as it unfolded. I could not believe the the after the final rose, but I think the, um, I don't know. I just thought that the way, um, Barb interjected maybe had a re kind of like, it shows why Peter had a hard time making a decision for himself. Yeah. But, but no girls from like the cast shared it with the other people from the cast, like in terms of like who won. No. No, not, I could not get it out of anyone. Okay. And I really don't think that, I think the the final four knew, mm-hmm. but that was it. So it that was, was the crazy. season that they were pitching as we don't know how it's going to end. Exactly. And I and was that like, that was like the main, I think keeping it so tight was like the okay. only thing they had to get them. Cause we, we really didn't, 
I mean, I, I, I'll tell you from beginning, I thought Maddie was, was it. Okay. Um, so that was like my, that was my feeling. He definitely had a connection with Kelly, Maddie and Kelly were the best friends. So that was really, um, I'm sure tough, you know, to have all those feelings like within that group, like you were talking about after the final rose, her being in the audience and, um, that uncomfortability, I think by now bygones are bygones, but sure. in the moment, yeah, I, I jaw was on the floor. It was just like, what's going to happen next. Before. For that, you are eliminated from the show. What is mm-hmm. elimination like? Like what happens after, like, how did you get eliminated? Refresh my memory. So I was in Costa Rica okay. and, um, honestly it was, it was like the, the stress was taking a toll. I was not mentally checked in. I felt like I was just really starting to kind of like self-doubt was creeping in. We weren't really connecting. I saw a lot of other connections building. And then there was just so much fighting in Costa Rica. And I, um, I really was just, I think I told my producer, like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, that that is where it ended. And we didn't end up, you know, carrying on. But I, I remember leaving and I was crying so hard because I was leaving my girlfriends oh. and I was like hugging them. And uh, I mean, I said bye to Peter. I miss, wished him well, because I really did wish him well. But um, yeah, the ending was you go into an interview room, you um, kind of just like go over your experience, you make a prediction on what's going to happen. Um, and, and then they, they sent me to my hotel and I went home. I didn't have a car exit or anything. I left before they started doing that. So I just did like an interview at the hotel. Did they air your tears to be crying over Peter? Yes. (laughs) Okay. But you, but you're admitting that you were crying over the girls. Yeah. I mean, I, I was crying over leaving. I was crying over being stressed. I was crying because I was just, I don't, I was really at my like end and I'm sure some of it was, I mean, it was mostly because I was leaving and I was leaving the girls. Right. And it's a big change. I mean, you've yeah. been with these people for the past, what, how I, long were it? Was there for five, five weeks? weeks. Oh, that's a long no time. Phone. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, all like early on in the beginning, I had an eye in fact, like night one, whenever we did my makeup, mm-hmm. the makeup artist kind of shared brushes and I already had like something going on with my eye. It got infected and overnight, like night one, when I'm doing my entrance in my car, my face is like swelling up. So by rose ceremony, my entire side of my face is, it looked like I was punched in the face. Wow. So the doctor came, yeah, I had facial cellulitis is what it was. And okay. it's really serious. It can spread to your brain. It's like a whole thing. Oh so God. I had to be on antibiotics for a week. I couldn't drink. I was just ready to go home. Like week one, I was ready to go home. <laughs> like, I'm done. Really- yeah. It's just like, I mean, I, I kept thinking like my friends are going to die laughing when they find out like this is happening because I had been so excited about this. Mm-hmm. And then my confidence just like tanked because right. I was surrounded by like the most beautiful, cool girls I've ever seen. And um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. So like by week five, I had had a lot of eye issues over the whole time. Like one thing turned into another. I've never had an eye issue since, but like that, those five weeks, my body was just like against me. I think it was yeah. stress, but anyway, yeah, the end, like I, I really, I really like needed a second to figure out what had just happened. 
And when I got back to New York, I kind of just like went into a couple week hiatus and only hung out with like my close friends and started to kind of like process what happened. And I'm still so happy that I did it. I feel like it made me who it just, it really helped me evolve into like a better person. But um, yeah, it was very, very um, like physically draining in a way too, that I wasn't expecting. Sure. Like, well, if it's very emotional, it turns into physical. Yeah. You know, your body exactly. feels it and you feel that strain and yeah, mm-hmm. I can only imagine, but what a cool thing to say that you've been able to do. Right. Like it, it was, it was all for the experience and to see what happened. And I really think it led me to like the relationship I'm in now and all the things, you know, like everything mm-hmm. happens for a reason and it's really cheesy to say, but with it this does. space, it really was just like a door that opened and I walked through and and then I left. <laughs> I love it. Well, you you bring up your relationship today. What is life like today? Yeah. Um, show. Since the show, I've moved from New York. I actually live right outside of DC. Been here for like three years since the beginning of COVID. Um, and I've been with my boyfriend since the show ended, like actually right after, um, after, no, right after Women Tell All. So like right around the time when we were discussing paradise and stuff. Did they ask you? Um, yeah. So I was going to do paradise and then COVID hit. And I also had this kind of new relationship that I was really serious about. So, um, it, it honestly, it's just COVID hit paradise never happened that year. I got really serious with my boyfriend and just never looked back that way. Yeah. So, wow. What a yeah. turn of events. And you guys are still <laughs> together today. Yeah, we are. So we're good. We have a dog and a nice place in the backyard. Life is good. Oh, well, congratulations. That's so awesome. Thank you. Thank where, you so much. Where can our um, listeners keep up with you on social media? Um, I'm on Instagram at Lexi Buchanan. I'm, that's pretty much it. I'm not really on TikTok or <laughs> Twitter or anything like that, but Instagram on Lexi or at Lexi Buchanan. Thank you so much for being so open today about your experience. This has been fun. You're welcome. It was so much fun to talk to you. You too. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review and just be so nice. Subscribe so you never miss a future episode. And also go to patreon.com slash she's all batch if you want to hear our latest episode, which is all about Bachelor Night One Secrets. You're going to want to listen to this before Monday. Totally. you want to be in the know. You need to be in the know. I also think like it just makes watching so much more interesting because you can really piece together what's maybe really going on behind the scenes. And I know a lot of our listeners like to do that. Um, If you want to find some more She's All Batch friends, some cool people who listen to this podcast as well, you can check out our Facebook group. It's for diehard fans. It's a good time. Some might say, I don't know which is more of a good time, Bachelor Encounters or this Facebook group, but they're both up there in fun. Yeah. Sound off in the comments below though, if you, if you have an opinion on Mm -hmm. one or the other. Mm -hmm. Yes. And make mm-hmm, sure you follow mm-hmm. us. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. Follow Stephanie at She's All Batch. Get a hot sweatshirt for summer. You know the drill, guys. You know the drill. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week two times because we have the recap and then we have our Thursday episode. And if all goes well, our next week's Thursday episode is going to have a pretty bomb ass guest. So stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed. Don't just like search for it in your phone every week be subscribed so it comes to your phone automatically. It's just so much easier, totally. And like, 
Be kind to us about the recap, guys, because we're going to be really busting our ass <laughs> to get this up and out to you. So we just, you know, we hope you like it. We hope we can deliver. But keep in mind that like... I know that one hour pushback really does make a difference. I'm sure you guys know. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm tired too. Seriously. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Is that it, Jackie? I think that's it. All right. Bye, bitches. Bye.